You're never gonna make it, you're not good enough There's a million other people with the same stuff You really think you're different, man, you must be kidding Think you're gonna hit it, but you just don't get it It's impossible, it's not probable, you're irresponsible yeah, Too many obstacles With the Big Vito brand, Big Vito Lagrasso And my co-host with the most David Virtue stalwart David, how are you doing tonight? Hey Vito, what's up, man? Seems like we haven't done this for a week or two But we're back, I'm excited, man We got some good stuff to talk about Well, if people don't know, Virtue's had some, uh personal family issues he's been taken care of so he took a little time for himself but glad to have him back i know i caught him during the week doing his thing but i think that was more or less just to clear his head and get his mind off things um i hope everything is going good in the virtue family because uh the virtue family is my family and as long as he's happy i'm happy it ain't that right my brother Yes, and we are getting there one day at a time, one step at a time, slowly but surely, Vito. So I appreciate all, right. all your insight, man. You've helped out a lot. All right. So we've had a lot of things going on this week. And um, I got to tell you, now, Virtue, you know about this. This is about two years old, this stuff. And, uh, you know, when people are miserable, I think I know where you're going with this. Elaborate, my friend. And people are unhappy in their life. Now, right now, if the people look at my eyes, my eyes turn different colors, and my eyes are hazel, usually. But I'm looking at my eyes, and my eyes are a piercing blue. That's pretty amazing, right? And I don't have any contacts in or anything. But the true story about Vito LaGrasso is when I am extremely happy, my eyes are a piercing blue. They're like a scary blue right now. I'm looking at them. I'm like, wow. Yep. So, but when people just, they don't learn from their mistakes. They don't, uh, they just like to bring down people. They're just a bad juju. They're, Every place they go, they're a cancer. When you sit and you look at everybody else being successful, and even when the somebody is on the down, like your wife has a stroke and your wife is ill, she's on the verge of dying, and you still can kick sand in somebody's face, you know, guys, you know, guys, I like to keep everything professional, but, like, you're a fucking piece of shit. I mean, you really are. And if if you were in front of me, I'd fucking destroy you. I wouldn't even think twice. And I wouldn't give a fuck who you know, who you got behind you, or what's going on. I would fucking destroy you. Well, I think the person you're talking about doesn't have much behind him or anybody. I mean, let's be honest. That's why he does what he does and attacks people and trolls because he's living an empty life. And when you live an empty life, misery loves company. And I got to tell you, you are one miserable son of a bitch. And if I looked and smelled and lived the way you lived, I'd be a miserable fuck too. Yeah, I agree with you. And and to be honest with you, Vito, I'm not going to mention his name, but like who is this guy and what has he done? He worked with a green John Cena and people like that, and now all of a sudden this guy's – I'm assuming that's who we're talking about here. Right. He thinks he's just the God's gift to wrestling genius. That's all I'm going to say, man. You, you got more at stake than I do. I don't know him. I only know what the internet tells me. And, 
you know, when you go into somebody, you get a half-assed answer of what somebody did, or you think you're going to throw dirt on somebody that throws shade. Know what the fuck you're talking about. One of the people online, um, person was, you know, talking about my arrest in 2008 for domestic violence. You know what, people? I was the victim. Person went and Googled what happened and saw the statement by the district attorney's office. Mr. LaGrasso was falsely accused. They threw it out as soon as it came in. It wasn't even, it was a no-brainer, okay? And we've talked about that. You told that story on this show. Yeah, I told the story. And for me to have to rehash it, like 10 years, this happened in 2008. We're in 2000, this is 11 years ago, you know? And 11 years, and you got to dig in my past. You want to, oh, I got something on you. And then for this person to dig even 20 years ago, now everybody knows I had a stalker. Lose an ex-girlfriend, ex-fiance of mine. 20 years. She has stopped. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I have nothing bad to say about you. I have nothing bad, nothing. And when you you have to live in 20 years and 10 years in the past, it means your life is pretty friggin' empty and you have nothing going on. Nothing. And well, that's what pisses me off, Vito. All these people that go have to go and dig stuff up because they don't like somebody. Though this, though the same thing happened with Lars Sullivan. People had to go and dig. He's getting a push by WWE, and we, regardless if we like it or not, like what his work or not, people are going in his past trying to dig up stuff to defame this guy. There are people like that that they can't sleep at night. What night happened with Lars Sullivan? Well, remember he made all those. Um, it was just this was actually out on the internet a year or two ago when he first came in NXT. He went to the, this fitness website and was posting supposedly it was him posting these, you know, the bigotry, racial, misogynistic comments. And this was a younger Lars Sullivan. And somebody recently went out and collected all of those things that he supposedly said and put it out there as if they're trying to get him de pushed, fired from WWE. It's those snowflakes that are going – I mean, what has Lars Sullivan really done? I don't see him as any of those things, like a racist, a bigot, just based on supposed posts he put on a muscle fitness website. Now, if he's going out there today and on social media and in promos and on his cell phone and he's, and he's being that way, if you're a repeat offender, then you're guilty as charged. But I cannot believe people have to dig stuff up to defame people. To say, oh, he's a racist. You know, to say all of a sudden Hogan is a racist because of that tape. I was just the guy, say that. The, the guy apologized. Hogan in yeah. a private conversation in his house, saying probably what ninety nine percent of the Americans today would say if they were in his situation. And you want to talk about like nonsense and bullshit and shit like that? If people would mind their fucking business. Just mind your bit. I'm not bothering you. You don't have nothing to do. What's the matter? You don't like the way my life has turned out. You don't like the house I live in. You don't like the great things I have going on. You don't like the happiness I share every day. All the positive posts I put. What's wrong with my life? Huh? What's wrong with the house I live in? Question. 
Uh, I have a, a couple shout outs that I need to do with people in our chat right now. Uh, say hello to Miami Sunrise. Sunrise, what's going on? And our friend that made our Versace sign is on at Routed Signs. Routed Signs. Listen, he made a Versace sign for the Lagrasses. We put it out there. That is one hell of a sign. I think I'm going to have to get another sign. I think we need another sign for your background. I think we need one for there. Yeah, I think we need one for the background. So if you're watching and you're looking at my wall, I definitely would like something that would cover the wall. I don't know what Who you makes those, Vito? Is that that Bang Biscuit? Yes. Yes. Yeah, because yes. I see, I hear Russo talking about that stuff all the time. Signs for Vinny, too. He made a sign for Vinny. He does some other stuff. He does great work. Yeah. That sign, the Versace sign he has, is sitting in my dining room, my exquisite dining room. That's how good it is. That's how classy it looks. He needs something for virtue, and I'll even throw him some bones, too. Yeah. Uh, if uh, Noel, can you uh, – Hook up and give him Virtue's information so they could be uh, connected. Yes, I will. Um, I will do that. And he's saying thank you, guys. If you need something for that wall, he's hell yeah. Yeah, see, yeah. Come, come up with something, my man. Let's see what we got. If you can't come up with something, hit up the wife. Miami says those signs are great. They are amazing. The stuff. I don't know if you've looked at all his stuff. It does amazing work. All good. All good. Getting back to what we were talking about. You know, yeah. Make a sign so I can crack somebody over the head. Vito's sign. Yeah, Vito's sign. <laughs> with, with your logo on it. <laughs> so cracking necks, cash and checks. You know what would be funny is if you had a sign in the background that says, I crack heads here. I crack I crack heads here. <laughs> Let's have a sit down. Sit down sign. All right. So getting back to what we're saying. And like, it just kills me that I got to like talk about, spend my time. And then when people on Twitter are looking at it and say, that doesn't sound right. Or Vito's not like that or like, you know, why are you doing this? Go look at who's doing it and look at what they're doing in their life. They sit in one room day <laughs> after day after day after day. You've got no life. You can't even move. You're, I, to insult you would be wrong with me because it's just not my, my pedigree to sit here and say the obvious I just get to well, see one one row. Go ahead. It's one thing when you have your own merch and you wear your own shirt, especially if you're you know in a wrestling venue, you're promoting your brand and product. When you're sitting at home and curtains and everything has your gimmick on it, that's scary. And that and that's I remember back before the internet, before all this kind of crap happened. If you had a problem with someone, if you if somebody called you out and said bullshit that wasn't true. You'd go after school and you'd meet them and you'd duke it out, whatever you'd have to do on the football field, you know, at home in the baseball park, because I grew up by a baseball park. That's how you would settle things. I actually had one kid pull a pocket knife on me one day. I looked at that thing. I got so pissed, Vito. I kicked it out of his hand. And the next thing you know, it took three people to pull him, me off of him. That's, I, I hate saying that, but back then, that's how you settle things. You didn't go and fucking lie. Sorry about people on the internet just to make yourself look like you know shit about people. And then when you get found out and people are pulling articles and you're telling them, go ahead and Google it, go ahead. All right, person went ahead and Google it, printed it. Peter was falsely accused. Thank you. Yeah, we're Nagy, we're gonna thank for that. Pulled the article up. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what the great thing about it is, is that it was, it came up like that. And, if I did do something, hey, 
how many guys in the wrestling business? I'm not going to name nobody's name because it's not right for me to say things like that. But how many guys in the wrestling business today have been arrested, have a mugshot, been in prison, and have turned the leaf and went on to be bigger and better and do great things in, in their lives and in the sport of wrestling? How many? Over, fi over 50%. And not only that, people get in trouble today, and WWE still keeps them employed and uses them as champions. We've talked about it. We've seen them. Usos. So, yes, people make mistakes, but you can, it doesn't mean that's the type of person you are. And anybody that has to dig stuff up thinking that's who you are. because And first of all, Vito, they don't even know the truth half the time. These people that go and dig up this info, they don't even know the truth. They just want bitch. thank you very much, bitch for this. You know, guys, I gotta tell you, you know, you could sit here and name names and badmouth people and say what they did just to but why talk about but you know the um the first book that Ric Flair wrote, he thought he was doing a great thing. And in the book. He talked about all the great things he did, all the road stories, all the guys he was with, the guys who went with him, the guys who hung with him. Not only did that book ruin his life, but he let other, he let the world, his ex-wife, in on his world. And the old saying is, what happens with the boys stays with the boys. And when you go out, you do your thing. You never rat nobody out. You never talk about it. It's like sacred to put it out in a book and put everybody's life in danger with their wives, their families and say, you were part of this and you were part of that. And you were watching this and you were watching that. It kind of sucks. And when people come out of the woodwork and they they, they got nothing and if it, I'm going to get the, you know what? You are so irrelevant that using me, because my star is bright, brighter than bright. You think you're going to get somewhere. Well, guess what? You made yourself look like a schmuck. Dude, I mean, if he was working to set up, a, a, you know, doing a big event with you at, where people would pay tickets to see you guys bicker, that's one thing. But, I mean, gee, he's just doing it for his own sadistic entertainment. And I b truly believe, you know, we should move on and talk about other things. That's what I think about him. But All it's right. up to you. It's your show. <laughs> All right. Getting off that subject, the basketball news, Trailblazers is one yep. uh, tonight. And uh, I think the Sixers are losing right now. So the Sixers are in danger. I'm going to check you know, that right in. now. Yeah, we're looking at the score. Sixers in Toronto. Right. Ooh, it's tied with a minute 50 left. Ooh. All right, let's keep this up to date. We'll go uh, blow by blow here because I think Kawhi went on a little tear and the Sixers was stuttering a little bit. It should come down to the wire. You know, most people pick the Sixers, but I think Kawhi is going to pull it out for them. Dude, you know? he's good. I mean, he's a former MVP of the finals. But better yet, let's look at Golden State. They lose Durant, and he's out two weeks maybe. Who knows? Two weeks at least. They – when he left that game, they still won, and they won the next game. And then I looked at a stat. Without him in their lineup, since they've had him on their team, as long as Curry plays, this counts regular season and, and playoffs. They're 25-1. and one. 
with or without Durant, that's still the team to beat. Guys, they did it before Durant. They're doing it after Durant. I have a feeling Durant is leaving. He's going somewhere. I don't know if he's going to the Knicks. I'd rather not see him go to the Knicks. I'd rather see them get the number one pick and the Knicks get somebody else just for the fact that he's a one-man team and he's not so much a team player and he needs great people around him for him to win. Look at Russell Westbrook. You look at Paul George, two great players. They're not winning. Now, the one who's on, now you watch the series, James Harden. That's Mr. One-Man Show for you. What do you do now with Houston? Do you break up the team? Do you trade Chris Paul? Do you get rid of these guys? What do you do? I mean, to be honest with you, what did they do before Harden? I don't even know if they were really a playoff team. I mean, I remember they had McGrady like a decade ago. I don't know. Harden's good enough to get you to the playoffs, but he ain't good enough to get you to the championship. It's, He's it's, not a closer. Yeah. He's not a closer. We do need our Knicks to get back in the playoffs, though, Vito. I hope these next couple of years they can finally well, let's put it, let's, it out. Let's play devil's out. Just to say they luck out and get the number one pick and they get Zeon, right? Okay. That gives them a power forward. They got Kevin Knox at small forward. They have, you know who I think is going to sign with them? I know you probably don't want him to. Kyrie Irving. I, I really I really think he's going there. Now, I, let's be it, honest. He is, a, he is a one-on-one player, but he did help LeBron. If it wasn't for Kyrie, LeBron would not have won that championship. Yeah, but, if, but you see he can't win without LeBron. Well, LeBron hasn't won without him. Well, I mean, I, in Miami. I could see. Yeah, but, yeah, but when he was in Miami, he had Dwayne Wade. Yeah. He had um, the other kid who got the heart attack. Oh, Bosh. Well, not a heart attack, but the blood clot problem. Right. But that's the thing. Everybody, ever since Boston got Ray Allen and Kevin Garnett in trades in one offseason, every team that's won has pretty much been a super team since. Maybe San Antonio was, was normal. I mean, seriously, Vito, that's what wins today. I just think that, um, honestly – I think Kyrie Irving learned his lesson about being the big dog, and I think he's going back to be with LeBron. That's a good, that's interesting. So you think LA, huh? I think I think that's where he's going to go because he hasn't won nothing. He's finding it difficult. LeBron this year, and you know, like just was lost. He didn't have the right players with him. You know, Lance Stevenson had a good year, I think. Um, uh, the center had a good year. They had a lot of injuries. LeBron was injured. Uh, Rondo was injured for party. And when Rondo was in there running the offense, Rondo was cooking. And Rondo's a winner. A lot of people don't give him enough credit. That guy is, a four, I think, a four-time champion. Dude, here's the X factor. And I don't think – I don't know if they'll trade him because I, I don't know when he's a free agent. Anthony Davis. Is Anthony Davis going to end up in New York or end up in L.A.? That's really where the chips are going to fall. Okay, but where? Now, they had a story about this in the post. Where? What would you trade for Anthony Davis without breaking up the nucleus of the Knicks? And that's the thing. The, the Hornets or the Hornets, the Pelicans are going to keep him as long as they can to try to get something for him, and they're going to – 
demand a lot of young players. Now, do you know what they were what they were asking? What they would want? This is what the paper was saying. They would have to get rid of uh, Mitchell Robinson, the center, Kevin Knox, Frank Nikita, and the number one pick. Yeah, that's a lot for a guy that's hurt often, even though he's great. Only have him under control for two years. Yeah. Build build young. Build young, and I'll tell you why. I I mean, this is really – this will sum up basketball for you. Build young because look at the Warriors. Before Durant, that team was organically put together with draft picks. Curry, Thompson, Draymond Green. They had Harrison Barnes. Yes, they did get Iguodala. Iguodala is my boy, by the way, Vito. He had five that that game without Durant. He had five threes and five steals. The guys in his late thirties. He's a great player. What's the score? The update. Update. And the score is probably still going on. 89-86, Toronto with thirty three seconds left. I told you. Yep. So I'll keep you updated. That's really it for basketball. I mean, we're almost down to the final four here. You know. All right. Now we're going to get to what we've been waiting to get to, and this is my subject for today. Um, and this is for all you wrestling people out there, because I know you love wrestling. Wow. Sorry. So Twitch, Twitch has been waiting for us to talk about wrestling. <laughs> They're all waiting. Guys, we are going to talk about the death of Silver King and the, um, and the health issues that are in wrestling. I'm going to have my spiel on this, and then – Virtual, I'd like to give you to give your opinion. Silver King was a very famous wrestler in Mexico. He wrestled in WCW. He did a little bit in WWE, but he was most known for his uh, WCW work. The movie uh, with Jack Black, too. Right. He did a lot in Japan. He was uh, tag team with Dr. Wagner. But, and um, he had a great career. At 51, and I got to see the videotape of what happened. I looked at his body. I looked at him. I said, you know, at 51, you're wrestling and you're out of shape. And, like, this is nothing against the guy. I'm just saying what my observation was as an analyst, as a journalist, as somebody who's doing podcasting. I thought that he wasn't – didn't look like he was in prime shape. It looked like he was carrying a little extra weight. Now, when – Guys are in the ring. You're supposed to take care of each other. There's a code. Something happens, you protect the guy. That's the utmost and something that always has been. After watching the tape, I've never been more disgusted in my life with pro wrestling. And... This by no means is meant to hurt anybody in particular. But the gentleman who was his opponent was Huvitu Guerrero. Am I right? Did you confirm that? You're you're right. And I was shocked when I found that out because he's a veteran. Big time veteran, you know. Huvi, who I love to death, and I've had a lot of great times with him. And Rode the road with him. You know, the juice is for the house and the house is for the juice. And who in the hell is the rock, baby? All that good stuff. 
I mean, I wouldn't trade any of those memories for nothing. But when you are a mark for yourself and you have an ego that is about you, which he does have, and you only care about going over and getting your hand raised and holding a championship belt, and you have your compadre, your amigo, your friend laying in the middle of the ring and he's not moving, and it's obvious that something is wrong and you continue to go through with the match, and the referee, I don't know who the referee was, but have enough common sense to call the match. Do everybody friggin' forget what it's like for this signal? Everybody that, forget? I was exactly thinking that, Vito. I, I know you can continue talking about Hooventude. I thought the ref's supposed to be more control on stuff like that because that's their job. That's why they communicate with both workers. But the ref did actually nothing. He looked like a stooge and looked like, you know, like he's making the count. Is something telling you that he didn't answer you? You shook him. You looked at him. He's dead on the friggin' mat. And you didn't take the time to think that something is wrong. And he did the one, two, and then, you know, he didn't follow through with the three, still laying there. And then he hit the mat. And I'm sitting there thinking, how many minutes have to go by when the one worker's not responsive before they throw the X up? And, yeah. I, and I know, I, I understand where you're coming from with Hooventude, and I, you, I want you to con continue to elaborate on that. I always thought this was where the referee is supposed to be in control and why there's refs for these matches, to help communicate when something like this happens. I mean, to me, when I watched the video, I, I did see Hoovy do his celebration, that whole awkward ending, I'm sitting there focusing on what the hell are you doing, referee? That's what I thought when I watched that video. To me, I'm like, you are dumb. Now, I'm going to throw this out there. And again, Hoovitude is my friend. I've known him talking WCW 2000, 20 years plus. And he did that. And it just, I'm looking at him and I'm saying, are you really that much of a mark that you had to go on each turnbuckle and pose and do the Hogan and walk around without even thinking something is wrong? The guy is laying there. Are you that much of a fucking mark? It was disgusting. It was it was horrible what I saw in there. Where we have a question. No breaking news. Sixers, Raptors tied 90-90 with six seconds on the clock. 90-90 with six seconds on the clock. Virtue. So, Vito, what you're saying, I'll keep updated on that. What you're saying is it's okay to break kayfabe and everything right then and there. When you do you think that Hoovy didn't just really know like the extent of what was wrong at that point? I mean, how, how could do you, you know? not know? How could you not know? They talked to him. He didn't answer. They yeah, tried to true. roll him over. He didn't answer. He had to pull him. He didn't answer after he counted the three. Yeah. You didn't think to do something? That's true. I mean, like I said, to me, the protocol right there is the referee. And I I, I felt like Hoovy was showboating for his gimmick, but I still looked at the referee like, what the F are you doing, man? Now, remember, 
when Chris Jericho was wrestling uh, Neville. Neville. And he started yelling at the referee. Okay? And the referee was an experienced referee, and they got into it. He's hurt. Call the bell. And they got into it. And both the and, and Charles is my Charles Robinson is a dear friend of mine. I love Charles. What do you think about that? Well, that, that was Jericho. Was yeah, Jericho knew Neville got hurt, right? And the ref wasn't ending the match. So Jericho said, All right, disqualify me and put his hands on. I think that's what happened. Because Jericho's like, let's get this thing going. Something's wrong here. And, and I guess you're right. So I, I could see you. Jericho did everything right, where Hoovy was still in gimmick. Like, hey, I won the match. I, I get it. Yeah, and then he, when he made the rounds and he stayed in the ring and he went extra, the referee stood there. He didn't do nothing. Hoovy didn't come down off the rope and, and look at Silver King and say, okay, something is wrong. Because if that was me, and I would have shook him once, it was, you all right? Hey, brother, you Okay. And I would have stopped dead, dead in my tracks. And I would have said, okay, we need help. I I, I know. I, it, it, too much showboat. Now, let's let's like call a spade a spade here. Probably you wouldn't have been able to save his life. If he was in the middle of a massive heart attack, it was no matter what, that minute and a half wouldn't have mattered. But I know what you're what you're seeing is if you would have just saw that effort, you would have knew that he cared about his opponent versus himself. So I, I totally understand that. Um, chances are, Vito, if they could have caught it as it was happening, he was going to die, right? Massive heart attack right there on the spot. How do you save someone's life? But with that said, Lawler on Raw, they saved his life. You know, remember when he started having the heart yeah. attack? Yeah, Jerry Lawler had, had, so, had a heart attack. And they, they responded within seconds, yeah. And the reason why they, they did that and why they acted like that goes back to when Owen Hart died. They didn't stop anything. They didn't stop the show. They didn't cancel nothing. They went on. They learned. Yep. I mean, they tried to help him, but it didn't happen. That, it's just a messed up situation. I mean, we remember uh, when Rey Mysterio was wrestling in Mexico and that one guy got kicked. Right, he got kicked in the back of the head, and he ended yep. up dying from that. Um, I can't remember; I'd have to go back and watch the video. They kind of knew something was wrong right away, and it right. things they got knew awkward. Something was wrong. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, Conan was there. Yeah, Conan has a head on his shoulders and knows and cares about the guys, you know. And Hoovy has always been known for a guy with an ego and a dull cares about himself. And you know, he's always had a problem with the Mexican wrestlers, but I Hoovy. I just am totally disappointed that you did that. I mean, I thought you knew better. And especially with today, with what everybody is sticking up for and what everybody is looking at and the, you know, the head injuries and the trauma and being, you know, unconscious and people just continuing to go. You talk about like dangerous things. You look at the Brock Lesnar, Randy Orton thing. When Brock lost his cool, cracked his head open, gave him a concussion, or split him open. And who showed up again? Chris Jericho backstage got in Brock Lesnar's face. So yeah. there are some really great, great ones out there, Vito, that understand all of that. But 
<laughs> it's just like I was wrestling on a show for a company called uh, DTW. And I was in the back. And there was a hot angle going on. I knew it had to be about uh, 300 people in a crowd. And we had packed, packed it. And it was an indie show. But we were building it up. like, And we built it to where people were coming. It was a TV taping. And I'm running the monitor. And I have the angle with the guy who's in the ring. A fan jumps in the ring and starts to fight with the wrestler. Nobody moved, nobody did nothing, nobody did anything. I ran from the back. And I said, guys, we got to get out there. They said, there's a fan in the ring and he's fighting with, you know, with, the, with our guy. I broke kayfabe. I freaking went in there. I got the guy out of the ring, kicked him in the face, got rid of him. They escorted him out of the building. Then I told the guy, I said, all right, man. I said, come and get me. I hit me. Get me from behind. Do something. Of course, that was the angle. It was me and him in a hot angle. So I went out there to save him. It didn't look like anything was wrong. But I told the guys afterwards, guys, anytime you see a fan in the ring, you guys should be all out there as a team, as a group, to protect your house and to protect each other. Yep. Because that's and the you, way you have to be. Yeah, and you should. I mean, and again, fans are idiots that jump the rail and do all that. Um, I mean, I guess that's their moment in the sun, but they're going to pay for it. By the way, Vito, the Raptors won 92-90. Bits for tits, thank you. 92-90, congratulations to the Raptors. Good luck in your championship series. I know you got your hands full. Now, Vito, was this something you wanted to talk about too, healthcare and professional wrestling? Because we know that Vince McMahon really doesn't offer it because it's all independent contractors. He he gives the wrestlers, you know, an option to sign the contract for how much money, you know, he's going to pay him over X amount of years, and they all sign it. We know he probably treats his big stars, you know, like if a Roman Reigns gets hurt, Vince probably foots the bill for that. But if a Joe Schmo gets hurt, go, go pay your own health care. But AEW supposedly is going to be offering health care to their talent. Do you think this will be a game changer? in the business, or is this just something AEW is going to do to make it sound like they're innovative? Guys, I'm going to tell you something. My case is under appeal in the appeals court, and it looks very good. I wouldn't say this, and I don't talk about it. I always keep it under wraps. My case is being heard, and it has a good chance to win, especially after the Bob Oliver documentary that came out. John. John Oliver. So, uh, a documentary that came out. You talk about sticking up for guys and protecting guys and protecting the business. I have done it. I don't talk about it, but when you need to, when you need somebody to stick up for you and help you and do the thing, I'm the guy who st stuck his neck out. And I'm the guy who went ahead. And then when I see stuff like this, or I see the guy in Mexico throwing a brick at somebody's head, or I see somebody still doing hardcore matches and taking chairs across the head. And I got to, I got to ask, what are you guys doing? What are you reading? What are you looking at? Do you think this is still the time to do these things? Or is it at a time where you do have the knowledge now and everything has come out to where you could now look and see what we're talking about? 
there are still jackasses out there who believe that, oh, brother, we got to do ECW. You were in a friggin' in a diaper in a bottle when ECW was going on. You were in your mom's basement watching it. You were hoping your dad would pay for the pay-per-view. Gotcha. It still happens, too. Even at the indie levels, when they're making 30 40 bucks, Vito, they're still going through thumbtacks and head first into tables with a pile driver. Just nuts. Guys, and you want to know what the best part about it is? When I did it back then and I did all that stuff, ask me how many guys got hurt. I'm going to say zero. I, I watched your hardcore stuff. It looked good, but it also – if you really paid attention, looked safe. Yeah, we took care of each other. We know we were hard-hitting, and we know what was going on. And I was probably, you know, I took care of you, but at where, where I knew where to hit you and where I knew where to get you, it was safe. But seriously, Vito, think about this. If AEW is going to offer their talent health care, and AEW is going to be that indie-style, New Japan, Ring of Honor style of wrestling where they have to do all these crazy things, aerial stuff, this and that, to, to appeal to the fans. Those medical bills are going to rack up. Do you think the cons are ready for that? I mean... Well, here's the thing, okay? You talk about medical coverage. Mm -hmm. We're going through a thing right now with my own personal medical coverage with my wife and I. And we're looking for better medical coverage on a cheaper level. So being that I am a corporation, right, we came I said, okay, let's look at a corporation and as a business to get health care. So I'm looking into it right now to see if it is possible. I think the more people you have in it, the better it is, uh, more lucrative for you to go the business route than going in the individual route. Cobra can cost you over a thousand. All these insurances cost you over a thousand. I'm gonna take a look at seeing if the business is something that can be done for my wife and I as another avenue to have good health care. I mean, it's ridiculous that we have to have this problem in, in the United States. It's ridiculous that we have to have this problem. But AEW providing health care, thank you for the bits. Providing health care. That's virtue. Virtue. Thank you for the bit. Yeah, I, I said what right, I was just a quick thing, a quick look. But who can beat this? I'm challenging people to beat that. That's why I did right. that. Beat it, baby. So what I'm saying is, guys, being that AEW would offer health care for the wrestlers so they can perform with a clear mind knowing that they are gonna be okay and they're gonna be covered. I think is a great game changer and something that's going to change the industry to where WWE is going to have to take a serious look at past, you know, go from their mistakes, look to do better for their performers. I mean, let's look at it, guys. Their ratings are down. Everything is going down. You don't think that it's bad karma coming back at you, that your business is suffering because you're letting something hang in the balance. And after the John Oliver interview, everything has gotten worse for you. Put two and two together, fellas. Now, I want to play devil's advocate for AEW by offering supposedly benefits to the wrestlers. If the wrestlers know they're going to get medical benefits, 
would that then make them even be crazier saying, well, if I get hurt, I got, I'm covered and actually have more injury. I, you know what I mean? I get it from the worker standpoint as a worker, I work at my job. I want them to supply healthcare benefits and I get why wrestlers should want that too. But I'm just looking at um, the double-edged sword. Could it become a problem for the company and a lot of money? I don't think, I think because they're going to have the health benefits, I think they're going to be able to work freely, but not more dangerously. Okay. That makes sense. Gotcha. And, and maybe knowing they have the security blanket of not, you know, if they do get hurt, they'll, they'll be covered. Maybe that'll give them more confidence too. I mean, how many workers are worried about if they get hurt, they know they're going to miss time. Not only most of them in WWE specifically have to pay for their own medical they're going to miss money because they're only going to, at that point, when they're out hurt, get their guaranteed. They're not going to get bonus. They're not going to be on TV or be at house shows or they're not going to get their extra. So, nope. they, you know what I mean? And they probably, it's probably easier to get injured when you're worried about not wanting to get injured. Does that make sense? Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Listen, the moral of the story is, guys, use better judgment out there. You see somebody hurt, I don't give a shit. If promoter gets mad, you're going over, you're not going over, tell the ref, don't do the ref, get disqualified so this way you can get help. Take care of each other out there, guys. It's better for you and it's better for the business, really, truly. All right, onward to our next subject. We are going to talk about the ratings and how it is plummeted. Virtue, I know you've been a steady watcher of both brands. Which is the worst of the two right now? Well, what do you mean in terms of ratings? SmackDown's still a little bit lower than Raw, but think about—I remember back show-wise, which is which is more unbearable. <laughs> Raw because it's three hours, and I do not understand the need for a three-hour wrestling show unless it's a pay-per-view, like it used to be back in the day. Raw is awful because they have three commercial break matches, Vito. That, I mean, casual fans don't want to see that stuff. You got three hours of TV on Raw Vito, and you can't do more storylines and, and, and more characters to be entertaining like they used to be. So SmackDown's more bearable by default because it's only two hours. I hear you. your camera's going in and out where you're unclear. Yeah, that's his camera. Oh, am I good now? Now you're good. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. No, I get you. I get you. I just, uh, I just think that, like, I think everything has something. Is everything is connected with something? If you do good things for good people and you do good for the business and the guys you put the time in, you know, I think you're, you're, you're gonna get good. When you look to screw people over and you take their royalties and you don't pay them and you hog all the money and you, you're, you're, you're messing with somebody's health, I think it comes full circle and you're gonna get it in the end. I agree. Just my thoughts. All right, my man, go ahead and give me your plugs. Well, everybody knows I'm on Twitter um, for the most part. I've been a more quiet than normal lately, but I'm still there at no DQ underscore virtue. Or you can go to my Facebook, no DQ.com slash virtue. And I do stuff for no DQ.com. And of course, uh, wrestling with wrestling.com and the big veto brand.com. All right, Noel, give us our plugs. 
Well, you guys are on Twitch with us, but those of you on our audio podcast, please check us out on twitch.tv slash the big veto brand. Those of us, those of you on Twitch, check us out at anchor.fm. Stop doing that. <laughs> check us out on anchor.fm slash the big veto brands. Uh, we are on social media at the big veto brands, all social media. That's Twitter, Instagram, and our lovely Facebook page where we put up our special funny ads and videos. Also, we are on the Russo brand, usually on Wednesdays. For some reason, we were on Thursday this week. But usually we're on Wednesdays on the Russo brand on the Well Network. But this week in pro wrestling history, this week we discuss Vito's partnership with Nunzio. Oh, vey. All right. All right. Way to go. Way to close the show. I'd like to give a shout out to all the moms out there. Have a happy Mother's Day. I hope you had a great day. Um, I know I took care of this mother over here. <laughs> and I know she had a great day. So did. it's all good. All right. For David Virtue Stallworth, Noel Harlow LaGrasso, and Big Vito, we're signing off. I hope everybody has a great day. And we will see you next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. Pieces, dog. Hey, you, you German, huh? First you f my wife, then you go f my niece. What the f?